Blog Talk Radio. Either 
are stupefied or you receive a, a feeling of acceleration, acceleration from alcohol. Question is, alcohol itself, alcohol addiction and withdrawal can lead to death. My uh, question is to the uh, listening public is to, is this drug so deadly enough that it will withdraw from that drug causes death, can cause death. And in comparison to a drug that we, we know called heroin, withdrawal from heroin is not, it's not known to cause death. It may make you want to kill yourself, but it doesn't kill yourself. Heroin, when we, uh, I'm, I've been a, so, in social services for about 25 years, 30 years of, uh, 30 years of services, and I know there's a different attitude when you see somebody say they drink and to be somebody says they shoot heroin or snort heroin because you can snort heroin and not get the same effect. So if you walk into a home, somebody says they have a casual drink um, on the weekends, a cup of wine, a beer, something like that, that's really not a big problem, even though we document that. But if someone says that they use heroin occasionally, they shoot a quarter bag of heroin during the weekend, that's all red flags go up. So why the why is, is heroin getting the bum rap and alcohol getting escaping that same uh, reputation? Because um, alcohol killed in 2013, alcohol deaths um, due to liver disease. I think they were over 88,000. They estimate over about 88,000 a year people die from alcohol deaths. It's, it's, um, Heroin, I think it was 9,000, a little over 9,000 people died in 2013 from um, heroin overdose. So the question becomes, um, why do we look differently at alcohol than we do? I'm just using heroin as an example for um, in comparison to uh, alcohol. So if there are any listeners out there, um, you feel free to call in. Ask any questions of anything you'd like to share regarding your experience with alcohol, why you drink, why you stop drinking, um, uh, what's your feeling about um, alcohol being a toxin, if you even know it's a toxin, that ethyl alcohol, which is the um, alcohol ingredient in um, alcoholic beverages, also used for explosives, as I said, cleaning, um, solvents, and so forth, that's in your alcoholic beverages. Why is it okay to... Um, poison yourself even a little bit. Why is that okay to get that feeling of um, stupefaction um, or exhilaration? Now, alcohol has been known to have some um, value. People have used alcohol medicinally. People have uh, used alcohol to cope with stress. Uh, to relax them, uh, to deal with uh, physical pain. We know that, like in the Civil War, they guys with they didn't have anesthetics, so they used to the alcohol. We understand that. But in the, in the case of just alcohol, uh, self poisoning for the sake of fun and entertainment or social gatherings. Why is it so acceptable to uh, put that poison into your body and not uh, so acceptable to use, for example, other poisons? And heroin is not the only poison out there. I just use that as an example uh, in terms of, of 
poison that everybody could uh, identify with. We have uh, want to know if it's all right for you to use this color, this colorless, volatile, flammable liquid obtained from fermentation of sugars and starches as a solvent in drugs, cleaning solutions, disposal of intoxicating beverages. People are conditioned to believe to accept the idea that there they are idea that alcohol is not detrimental to themselves, though through socialization, miseducation, through cultural norms, family norms, peers and media the media, etc. The more support you have contributes to the acceptance and internalization of the idea that it is all right to poison oneself, if you allow me to say that, or shall I just say consume alcohol. For whatever reason you choose, David Chappelle once said uh, in one of his shows that uh, maybe it's the environment that's sick. Maybe that's what's wrong with us, that our environment is sick. And it, uh, I interpret that to mean that that some of the things that are wrong with us, we learn from our environment. So our environment is first your family, your community, your peers, and your culture or subculture or whatever have you. All those things impact on all your uh, information base. The question is, do we value, how do we value our bodies in terms of putting toxins in it? Is the body sacred? Is it precious? Is it invaluable? How do we see ourselves in terms of our personal bodies? We know people might say, I'm grown, I do what I want to do, even though grown is a, a physical attribute. You grow physically to an adult, but you never stop growing as a human being. Your mind is always functioning, working, thinking, learning new things, uh, relearning things because sometimes we do get information that's not uh, true. Uh, sometimes we are misinformed about things. So you never actually grow to the point where you're grown and you don't have to listen to anybody else. I know that some adults express that. So, alcohol is a highly dependent or uh, uh, addictive substance, so it creates dependency. So, if you rely on a substance to help you deal with coping with stress or to help you feel happy or to entertain you, you are at risk of becoming addicted to that substance. The question again is, why is that acceptable? Why? And why not? Why not heroin being acceptable? It's for the same thing, for the same purpose. You can you can take a bag of heroin and cut up four times and shoot it through the four weekend. What's the problem with that? If your mind is impaired, you cannot function at the uh, capacity of a mind that's not impaired. Okay, I think we have some callers. Um, we're going to take um. First caller. Hello? Hi. Hello, Carlton? Yes. Hi. Um, my name's Sue, and I'm calling in about your topic that you're talking about tonight. It's really good so far. I'm enjoying it. Um, I just wanted to say I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. Um, it distorts your mind, your thinking. Um, I, I was a drinker when I was young, and I also grew up in a household where my um, family members were members of the Women's Christian Temperance Alliance, and that 
as a child going to those meetings and hearing, you know, all of what they were, how they were against alcohol and what it did to you. And then when I grew up, you know, I was a drinker, but I stopped drinking after like 10 years, 15 years, because it wasn't, you know, it was making me feel distorted. My my judgment it was always out of whack. I didn't like the way I woke up the next morning. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying your show, and um, keep on, keep up, pick up the good work. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Did you sure, know? Did you know that alcohol was a solvent used in uh, cleaning solutions, explosives, and intoxicating um, beverages? You know the same solvent they use in gasoline, right? Cleaning solutions right. and explosives is the uh, the uh, intoxicating agent that's in the alcoholic beverages that you consume. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that, but um, that's another good reason. Why would you want to ingest that into your body? That's just killing you. Just like cigarette smoke, you know, smoking okay. cigarettes, being around people that smoke, you know, and you'll get secondhand smoke and get lung cancer and you don't even smoke. All so right. Thank you. We have another. Are you finished? Oh, we have another that, call. Yeah, that's we... it. I just wanted to uh, say thanks and I'm enjoying your show. All right. Thank you for uh, calling Um the show, and we appreciate okay. your support. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Next caller, please. Hello? 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 Yeah, how you doing? Hello, how you doing? Welcome how you to doing? My name is Lavelle. Lavelle, how you, how you doing, doing, Lavelle? Pretty good. Um, yeah, I was just listening at your show. Um, you got a good topic here today. Um, I think uh, alcohol is... It, it's, it's very it's very bad for the system. Like you said, it has all these uh uh agents that's in there and nine times out of ten they're cancer causing agents, you know, and they make you very sick. But I used to drink a lot when I was younger and you know, but now I I, I don't drink but uh I think it's it's it like you said, it's pretty bad. If you know that something is Affecting your body and that can that can cause harm to you. Why would you want to Why would you want to drink it? But also, it's the, the the you know the government. They got a lot to do with it because they got people brainwashed because they're trying to make money off of the product. That's another thing. They're That's trying to make plenty of money off the product. Yeah. How about four hundred make- million? How about four hundred billion dollars a year in in two thousand thirteen? Yeah. I can believe that's it. A, I can believe that's it. A, that's money made. That that is a, a pillar of the uh, United States economy. Understand? And that's another reason why. Yeah, I understand. That's why it's another reason why it's so successful because they're brainwashing people to think that this is okay because they're worrying about the money. They're not worrying about your health and your life. They're worrying about the money behind it. They're right. trying to figure out well where can we can where can we make the next dollar. That's all they're thinking about. They're not caring about right. people. That's why over in uh, other countries, you know, they got free medical. You know, in another country, they got like in England and here, we they, they just think about the dollar. That's all it is. Everything is about money, money, money. So they use alcohol as 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 a dollar sign. They don't care about the health. Well, how about this? Three point nine million jobs for U.S. workers. Ninety billion in wages. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 
That's the loss, right? Alcohol created yeah. jobs, right? Yeah, it do create jobs, but it's also killing our people. Right. It's a, it's, it's know, a K-22, a double-edged sword. Are you saying? Yeah, basically. Basically. Uh, and another thing, you know, and you know, another thing, you notice when people be intoxicated, you know how they used to say, I know you heard the saying, you know, the truth come out when you're intoxicated. The real I mean, really, you, that's right. The real mm-hmm. you, exactly. Why, right. why would you, I wouldn't, I, I really don't want to be around nobody that's intoxicated, like, that, uh, even know the truth. I'd rather know the truth straight out, straight out hand, you know. But if that's what it takes for to know the truth, I'd rather not be there. Mm. Mm. Well, okay. So is it yeah, because you okay. don't want to know the truth, or you don't like people who are inebriated? I don't understand it. What are you saying? I don't like people that's inebriated and drinking alcohol and be so intoxicated. Because I mean, okay. if you have to show your true colors to be, to, you know, to to drink, then that means you're hiding behind the bottle. Right. Okay. Okay. So you don't let people have that use that as a crutch. Exactly. Well, I got you. Okay, I understand that. You want a person to stand up on their own two feet, not on two feet with a bottle, right? Exactly. Right. Okay, I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there feel it. I'm pretty sure a lot of pretty feel that. Feel that okay. way. Okay. Well, 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 you know, I'm going to quote a friend said to me, um, it's not the use of a poison that's the problem. It's the abuse of the poison. And and all things in moderation. And uh, how do you feel about that? Oh man, it's, it's. I just look at it like it's a, it's an it's a, it's all a, an addiction, and once you drink, once you, once you drink so much, it becomes an infection. So drinking in moderation really doesn't have nothing to do with it because it's all still poisonous going into your body. Right. right. Regardless of how you look at it, it's still a poison. It's a poison causing agent, and. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, even though you know they say the Bible, you know, Jesus drink, you know, he turned water into wine, and it's okay right. to drink as long as you don't get intoxicated. Right. Okay, you feel that way? I understand that, but in the long run, it's gonna do, it's gonna do uh, a lot of harm to your body because if you grow up and you see people around you that drink, you can see the changes in their features. You know, their lips turn different colors and all that. Right. If you if you right. really look at a person, so it does right. cause physical body, change. Uh, right, it causes right. harm right there in front of you, but you're not even looking at it. You're right. wondering, you're looking in the mirror, you're like, well, wow, I look different, and you don't know. You you're not even thinking that this is one of the reasons why you're changing like that. Right. So they 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 are absorbed in in their addiction or dependent. Right. And just for the right. record, one Peter five eight, one Peter five eight from the Bible says, "Be of sober, be sober minded." For all those guys that use the Jesus drink wine stuff, the one one Peter five eight says, "Be sober minded." Just what I throw that out there. And to add on to what you said earlier, of uh, drinking alcohol increases the risk of cancers of the mouth, esophagus, pharynx, larynx, liver, and breast. Right. Okay, right. so I'm just supporting what you said. You you were right on right. track with the um, you know, the, the high risk of uh, behavior of of ingesting this toxin. Well, I, I appreciate being on your show, and um, 
keep up the good work, and I'll talk to you again. All right, brother. We appreciate your call and your support. Uh, call anytime you want. Uh, provocative thought welcomes you, and appreciate your support. Your support again. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay, so I'm just gonna throw out some pro alcohol ideas. Uh, alcohol relaxes you, helps you sleep. In small amounts, increases the libido, the sexual function, or the uh, desire to have sex, erections, lubrication for uh, females. Uh, helps you feel less inhibited, and it makes you feel good. Alcohol affects the levels of dopamine in your brain, often resulting in the sense of relaxation and euphoria. Surely we can appreciate a sense of relaxation and euphoria during difficult times. What's the problem with that? Drinking a little wine, a little hit of something just to relax you and help you feel a little better. Moderate alcohol consumption. According to the Dietary Guidelines for Americans 2010, um, it's up to one drink per day for women and up to two drinks per day for men. Moderate alcohol consumption may have beneficial effects on health. These include decreased risk of heart disease and mortality due to heart disease, decreased risk of stroke, decreased risk of diabetes. Those are some of the benefits from uh, drinking uh, alcohol in moderate uh, levels, even though it's a toxin. So it even says that um, an estimated 26,000 deaths were averted due to the um, consumption of um, alcohol moderately. Sure, everyone, alcohol will not agree with everyone. We know some people can drink, not get drunk so easily, and other people drink and they become alcoholics and they just down here from there, faster down uh, the slope is steeper for them because everybody's different. Everybody's body is different, and the potential to become an, uh, dependent and alcoholism is different for everybody. But still we have this issue of why is it okay to ingest a toxin? Now, how do you get someone to accept the introduction of a toxin, of a toxin and perpetuate the use regardless of the harm and potential risk it presents. Now, we hit on some of this earlier. You make it fashionable, sociable, sociable, and popular. You make it look pleasing to the eyes. We're attracted to colors and things that look pretty. So, we, you know, we, you know I've seen drinks blue, red, yellow, green. Uh, you make it smell good or better because sometimes some alcohol has to smell to it. Like if you smell it, you wouldn't drink it or it'd be more difficult for you to drink. You make it identify with feeling good or producing a desired effect. You make being inebriated, intoxicated, a desired effect, a good thing to do. You make it appear safe or harmless. You notice uh, on a bottle of, of any bottle of alcoholic beverage, it never says this is a toxin, this is a poison, even though alcohol, the definition of alcohol is that it is a colorless, odorless, Volatile poison, but you never see that on a bottle because it's not going. It's not going to promote and perpetuate the sale of the beverage if you told the whole truth about it. So that's a marketing concept. Um, 
You encourage the association of alcohol with esteem and power. People who have power, the image they create, people like to follow that. You have power, you have the big car, I need a car named Cadillac. I need a Mercedes Benz, he got power. Oh, he drinks vodka, he's a powerful man, I got vodka. He got gold on, I got to get some gold. He got leather shoes on, I got to get some leather shoes. That we People have a tendency to, to imitate people who power, who have power. If they cannot actually have power, they want to look like they have power. So alcohol might be another way to uh, express your power. Of course, you have socialization through family. We talked about this, peers, culture, subcultures, the media, and idols. Again, uh, people with power are idols. In fact, anybody that you look up to can be an idol. It doesn't have to be a movie star. It could be your parent, your brother, your friend, God's neighborhood that doesn't even know you exist. If you look up to him, you can learn from his behavior. If he drinks on the corner, if he gets drunk, you might. That's a thing you might want to do. So that you might view that as acceptable behavior. You make it accessible to the target population, which is very, very, very important uh, for us to uh, understand. Because those that make alcohol accessible, and I mean by accessible, easy to get and prevalent and cheap. Because if you can't, you don't have the money to buy it, it's not going to come off the shelves. So where is there an abundance of alcoholic beverages or merchants and what the, what community has just a lot of that going on? Or on the corner, a uh, store that sells beer and liquor. Uh, what kind of community do we see a lot of that? And personally, I see that impoverished communities. I see a lot of alcoholic beverages there. Now, what would be the purpose of that? Well, maybe because these people have issues of coping with their impoverished uh, status in the society. Therefore, they seek to mask their pain with alcohol because alcohol has the ability to make you feel exhilarated or stupefied. Either way, you, either, either condition will mask some of your pain. The problem is that it's a poison and it's highly addictive. So in consuming alcohol, it's like solving a problem with another problem. Okay. Also, you prom you can promote alcohol consumption as an acceptable method of coping and celebrating. So when you're sad, that means I got you when you're sad and I got you when you're happy. Either way you put it, you're going to the store to buy some alcohol. Yeah. I'm sad, I need some alcohol. I'm happy, I need some alcohol. Alcohol, by the way, is a, is a depressant. Alcohol also is the third leading preventable cause of death in the United States. Um, I'm saying it's the third leading preventable cause of death in the United States, not the third leading cause of death. It's preventable. It's, it's the, it's the uh, key word here, something that we can prevent. Why aren't we seeking to prevent these uh, alcohol deaths? Uh, just to give you a little history about our uh, alcohol. In uh, 1919, the 18th Amendment was ratified and the sale of alcohol was banned in the U.S. from 1920 to 1933. We call that, we know this from Al Capone movies, uh, Prohibition. 
Prohibition ended in 1933 uh, with the ratification of the 21st Amendment, which repealed the 18th Amendment on December 5th, 1933. Question, why did that happen? Because shortly after that, what popped up? State stores. Stores that sold alcoholic beverages. Stores that sold that that sold alcohol, alcoholic beverages to the community. Here's how alcohol affects our community. A community that is not functioning at its highest level, that is addicted community addiction. Addiction takes precedence over the things you need to do. If you're not thinking right, if your thinking is impaired, you can you cannot function at your highest level. We need to be in, especially. In an impoverished community, you need to be thinking, you need to be sober-minded. You need to face your problems with a sober mind. You don't need to sleep on it with alcohol or pills or any kind of drug. We need to be sober-minded. Alcohol puts us to sleep, and it's, it's, a, it's basically a, a way of copping out. We're going to say, uh, instead of dealing with the problem, I'm going to smother it. My uh, neural sensors so that I don't, I, don't, I don't feel the effect of my problem instead of actively trying to work towards alleviating the problem. And then you have another problem. You have alcohol addiction. So if you're drunk, you're alleviated, you go to work, you're going to get fired. If, you, if alcohol is, is the primary goal for you, you're not going to take care of your family the way you should. Sure, there are functional alcoholics, functional of uh, um, addicts from all realms of the addiction of um, addicts of arena, but uh, we have to be sober-minded. You ever try to talk to a guy that would, or a female who was not sober? You're not really getting too much of uh, from that conversation. Like the brother said, Lavelle said, uh, the person is, has a crutch, which is alcohol, which eventually he's going to take more of that for them to control themselves. So the, the poisoning, the alcohol sickness in the community and the mental capacity is, is compromised by alcohol. Somebody wants you to sleep. If you have a lot of alcohol in your community, you, have to, you, have, you should be thinking about who wants me not to be sober? Who wants me, who is supporting me in not uh, addressing the issues that are impacted upon my life. Who does not want me to move further than where I am? And that's a problem because you don't see alcohol in other communities everywhere. It's still on this corner selling it, still on that corner selling it. You don't see a lot of that in, in other communities. You see it in a lot in the black, impoverished communities, maybe because uh, blacks are, many blacks are impoverished and live in an impoverished community. Maybe not. Maybe because maybe somebody wants you not to rise up from where you are. So to put it in your community like that is a way of killing you. It, it destroys the individual. Once you destroy the individual's mind, that individual can affect another individual. It can destroy the relationship. Uh, addiction will destroy any relationship, has the ability to destroy any relationship. If the relationship isn't strong, then the family won't be strong. If the family's not strong, the community's going to be fragmented, chaotic. And then you have this community where we live in 
where everybody, well, many people in it are afraid of each other, be they acting out or under the influence of alcohol. Uh, and we know that alcohol also, just, as we said, was a sexual uh, stimulant in small degrees. And it encourages uh, promiscuality and inhibitedness in terms of that. So we don't need any, anything to help us do wrong. We can do bad by ourselves. We don't need alcohol in our community. We're already in a bad situation, and alcohol, I don't, personally, I don't see where it's helping us, you know. Um, it has been used to uh, help people calm themselves down. I understand that. But there are other ways, uh, healthier ways you can uh, partake to calm yourself down. And that those are the things we need to look for. We need to, if a person has a problem in the community, instead of, of ostracizing them, you need to come to that person's aid. Not bring them a drink, drink yourself the problems away. You can't drink your problems away. Your problems you drink, you wake up the next day, that, that problem's still there. If that worked, I'd be drinking right now myself. So alcohol in the community, what happens is children learn that it's okay to drink alcohol slash poison themselves because if, if their parents drink, if their siblings drink, people in the community drink, then your children are learning to that it's acceptable to do that. Maybe we don't intentionally want to teach our children that it's acceptable or it's okay or all right for them to intoxicate slash poison themselves. But if you drink or support the consumption of an alcoholic beverage, then you are modeling that behavior for that child. That child doesn't have a chance to make that decision for himself because he's already being indoctrinated into a system, culture of dependency and addiction. So that's not good. Dependency on any uh, toxin, uh, poison, is not good for any people, individual, relationship, family, community, or anything. Just imagine a meeting where everybody's high, everybody's intoxicated on something. What are you guys going to accomplish? So you need to be, we need to be of like uh, 1 Peter 5, 8 said, be sober-minded. That's where you're going to be the most productive, when you're sober-minded. When you go for a job, they're not looking for a guy that's high. Some jobs screen people for uh, drug uses. So even your employer does not want you to be intoxicated. You come to work drunk, you're fired. Hey, Carlos, how you doing? This What's is up, Kenny, Kenny How you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, this host of Black Urban America. How you feeling? All right, brother. How you doing? Okay. I have a question. Do you yes, think it's a uh, uh, conspiracy that we have all these liquor stores and and state stores and beard stores in, in the African-American community. Because we have more, uh, uh, it's said that we have more of these stores square foot compared to some uh, other suburban areas or other, um, I guess, cultural areas. Do you think right. it's a conspiracy or do you think we have that much many stores in our neighborhood? No, this, this, that's not an accident that there are 
that uh, an abundance of, of merchants that sell alcoholic beverages in our community. It speaks to two things. Um, nobody is protecting us in our community. We're not being protected. We're not being valued. And it also speaks to uh, the state of mind of the people in the community because these stores couldn't exist in our community if we did not want to consume these beverages. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Right. So, so it's, it's kind of like a – go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, so it's kind of like here, here, here it is. I'm going to put a, a, a bunch of poison in your community. For you, for you, because I know that your community is sick with oppression and injustice and um, um, failure to thrive and things like that. And, and it's customary and uh, traditional to consume these alcoholic beverages uh, and other things to relieve stress and to cope. We know that. So you already you already uh, been been um, indoctrinated to accept these stores in your community. So whether you drink it or not, you are in your mind. You are when you see it happening. You see you see people go to the store buy alcoholic beverages. Whether you think it's bad or not, your curiosity is going to drive you there. The more of them you have, the greater the chance you have of abuse. So yes, there is a reason. Why these places, why these stores, are, these uh, merchants are in our community, and why so many of them are in our community, and it's to sedate us. Because uh, if uh, we are sober mind, we can work together. That, but the mind that is inebriated is a way of dividing you, because you cannot communicate well with a person who's inebriated. And you know, sometimes when people are inebriated, other things come out to. The problem that they're having, you know, my wife, my kids, my job, my boss, it's, it's any, it's, and sometimes people just want to fight. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they're just so angry, they're going to be destructive. That's, so, to me, I see that if somebody wants that type of chaos in that community, and they want to maintain that chaos in that community, so that could be a way of, number one, population control, because you got a lot of deaths associated with alcohol. Alcohol poisoning, you have deaths related to alcohol accidents, dealing with alcohol. You understand what I'm saying? Hello? Why do you think? Why do you think? Or, 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 yeah, what, 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 so how can we get, uh, 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 so you're saying that in order for us, for a community to move on, we all need to stop in that, uh, drinking, uh, uh, drinking alcohol. No, what I'm saying oh, is that. But no, what I'm what I'm saying, what I well, it, for today I'm saying we should not want to poison ourselves. Period. Alcohol is the most um, preventable uh, uh, cause preventable uh, cause of death in the United States. So anything that's related to alcohol, it could be preventable. It could be prevented. So we don't have to indulge in alcohol. We need to find healthy positive ways of of coping with our stress, our problems, our oppression, our exploitation. We don't go into exploiting ourselves because we have a problem. That's what I'm so saying. So what are some other ways that we need to cope with these uh uh uh, uh what's up what are some of the coping mechanisms we need to utilize uh uh uh, uh in addressing some of our issues? Well, one of the things we need to do is come to each other's aid, help 
each other. Each one teach one. Each one reach one. Right? That's what we need to do. We need to help each other. We don't have to get paid for everything we do. There, there are people. Um, I have another caller, Kate. But there are there, there are people in need of help, and we call. sit. Okay. Next caller, please. Hi. Hello. <clears throat> this is hello. Angie. Provocative thought. Angie, hello. Hello, Angie. Yeah, you know, I just kind of came in on the tail end of this conversation, but it sounds like to me that we as a community or we as a community of people need to do a paradigm shift in the way that we think about um, alcoholic beverages. Because even in coming in at the tail end of this, I guess I kept thinking as I kept hearing the dialogue going forth, was that we need to be truthful about what it is that we're doing to our bodies. And maybe if we begin to accept that knowledge and the harm that continuous use of this kind of stuff or even to even uh, experiment or even to look at it as a recreational um, beverage for us is really a lie to ourselves. But why is it a lie if it's it's you that's... um... Some people, some people might say, I'm not, I don't mean to cut you off, some people might say, that's your opinion. Because it is recreation for me to use an alcoholic beverage, whether it's poisoning me or not, it's my form of recreation. What about that? Yeah, but still, the point is, if you're saying that it's a poison, a poison is a poison. That's not something that's good for the body. So whether you, you, you're consuming it recreationally or not, it's still a poison to the body. Is that not something that could potentially harm us either um, on the onset of use or even through some long-term use? Because it's recognized as a form of poison, to me, that speaks volumes, that it's not something that is aiding to my health. It's not an aid to my health. It's a hindrance to my health. Oh, 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 oh. You just came in. I just get, gave the pros for alcohol. Um, I mean, let, let me just just um just um some of some of the um pros for alcohol: moderate consumption, of, of course, right? And of course, alcohol mm-hmm. is not for everybody. It said it okay. um, reduced the risk of. I'm not to cut you off. Just just want just want that you hear this. All it right. reduced had beneficial effects on um um decreased risk of heart disease. Um, stroke and diabetes. So, what do you think about did you, that? Did you say it was an increase or a decrease? Decrease the risk of stroke, heart disease, and diabetes. Alcohol. Moderate consumption. Now, I'm not talking about drinking a bottle of booze. I'm not saying that. Yeah, That's but that's for the dietary guidelines for Americans, 2010. Okay, but what I'm saying is. There are other things that can re- reduce those same things without us consuming alcohol. Is that not true? I'm I'm sure they are. And, and why can't we be encouraged to try the alter, alternate type of things, like I guess more healthier eating, um, exercising, people can do very easily and not contaminate the body, even if they do do that long term. Well, it, um, we can do that. I guess the question is, why do people not seek to do that? And then, and again, there are some people who do that and drink. 
There's people in the gym. They drink. Athletes, they drink. Right? Football players, they drink beer. Right? They, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I mean, it's, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's some of the other um, benefits uh, that people uh, feel about alcohol is in small amounts. It boosts the libido to have greater sexual uh, sensitivity and function. Those are some of the, you know, I understand what you're saying. Why can't uh-huh. they do something else healthy mm-hmm. that would that would produce the same effect, right? Right. 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 So, so maybe we need to find those things. Maybe I need to have a show on something healthy that could do all uh, the same thing that people use for alcohol. Right. And, and why? 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 Why people don't uh, choose that as the as a better option for themselves? Like. Okay. I got know, another call, um, Angie. Um, thanks for calling. Um, provocative thought. Next caller, please. that the um, alcohol is an addiction. And if you've ever had an addiction to anything, whether it's uh, food, cigarettes, drugs, it's really something for a lot of people it's hard to fight that addiction, that craving. Even if it's just in moderation, sometimes drinking one glass here and two glasses tomorrow, um, and it adds up. And that craving is hard to resist sometimes. So sometimes when you're addicted to something, and that craving is kicking in, and you just got to have it. And they they know that people know that alcohol is not good for you, but they still got to have it. They can't fight that craving. Right. So that's alcohol all I wanted dependent. to say. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it starts out small, but in, over a period of time, it gets you know more out of control. You're drinking more. It just starts out with a glass here and a glass here, two glasses here, but... That craving, that addiction, um, and it, it just, you can't resist it. Okay, what is your name? Uh, my name's Susan. Okay, Susan, uh, let me ask you a question. How do you, what, what would you say to a person who, who, who experienced a decrease in um, risk of heart disease due to their um, moderate consumption of alcohol? What would you say to that person? Because you just thought you, thought you said, hey, they would have to just. What, die or something? Yeah, some people, when you have an addiction and that craving for whatever it is, they they know it's bad for you. I've seen many people um, have lung cancer, and they still can't stop smoking cigarettes. I've seen right. people who are alcoholics. They know it. They're, they've been told by doctors, you know, stop, stop the drinking, cut it, stop it altogether, but they still can't. That craving just takes over your mind and you and you can't help yourself. So, so what about individuals who had beneficial effects on their health by drinking moderate amounts of alcohol? Decrease decrease risk of heart disease, decrease risk of stroke, decrease risk of diabetes. What what, what about those folks? I, I I don't know. I mean, to me. I don't think any alcohol drinking is good for you. You know, I just don't think that the benefits, it's got to be something else that you can do to keep your heart strong, keep your blood thin, and everything else. There's got to be something else out there besides the alcohol because it seems oh, like okay. it seems like there's more negative than positive. 
Okay, okay, I'm honest with you. So you're saying you're saying you you want uh, more healthy uh, resolutions to even um, dealing with uh, heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. That's what you're saying, right? right? Instead of using alcohol, find a, a healthy solution. Right. It's got to be something okay. else, and I'm sure it is. Um, if you have heart problems, then to take a drink of wine every day or every week, it's got to be something else that you can do. Right. Okay. Well, you know what? But that addiction, if you've ever been addicted to anything, it's really a difficult thing to kick. It's like people who smoke cigarettes, they they stop smoking cigarettes for the most part seven times before they stop smoking. And cigarettes are just as bad as alcohol. Right. Well, so, right. And, and addiction is an addiction. I understand it. Exactly. Okay. Well, um, okay. Well, we'll have to look for um, alternative healthy methods of dealing with, with Elvis, right? Exactly. We're dealing exactly. us in the community uh, uh, psychologically, socially, and uh, physically, we need to look for healthy solutions. So that, I'm right. not hearing from the uh, callers. We need healthy solutions. It's not about taking the risk of taking the toxin, uh, injecting mm-hmm. the toxin into your body because it has a benefit and a risk uh, attached to it. Let's find healthy solutions to dealing with it. What else? Right. right. And people who drink for this, for recreation, whether it's the pleasure of sex, they like that feeling. So it's 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 not going to benefit them to stop because they like the feeling that they get when they're having sex and they're a little buzzed and it, that's just part of addiction. Then you got to get people to realize that they are addicted. Some people will say, "I'm not addicted. I only drink two glasses a week." But they are okay. addicted. Is that enough to say that you're addicted to alcohol? Two glasses a week? No, but not two glasses a week. But if you're drinking every week, two two glasses this week, two glasses next week, four glasses the following week. Eventually, you're going to start drinking more than two glasses a week. You're going to—it's going to get increased every time, every week. You're going to be increasing. Well, you know, it, a, um, addiction is is really a strong. It takes over your mind and and all your thoughts. You know, being addicted to something. Okay. Well, moderate be, moderate yeah. alcohol consumption is identified as up to one drink per day for women and up to two drinks per day for men. In 2010, by the Dietary Guidelines for Americans in 2006. That's if you can stop at one glass a day. So So after six months, you might be at two glasses a day. After after eight months, you might be up to to, uh, three glasses a day. All right, okay, One, one glass per day. Okay, okay, I understand what you're saying. So that's about dependency and tolerance. We have another caller. Um, thank you for calling. Sure, thank you for listening. All right. Welcome to Provocative Thought. Hello? Hi, Carlton? Yes. This is Ann. Um, I just I just wanted to say that I think um, maybe part of the problem is, and you had mentioned this earlier, uh, with uh, people who are in charge of our community, such as the politicians. And right. I think they have a great responsibility, and they need to be held accountable for this. Uh, okay, you're talking about that the abundance of, of, of merchants in the community, of alcoholic beverages and 
for perpetuation of that in the, in the impoverished uh, black community. That's right? Yeah. Okay, so our politicians are not representing us. So we have taxation without representation. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay, so. Absolutely. I'm, they need to be accountable. I've said in, I've said in meetings, uh, I believe the politicians or the politicians could say, look, I have four in my neighborhood, no more this year, but they don't right. say that. Right. So what about the community? What about the fact that these merchants can stay open in the community? Like once they set up, it could be one on every corner of the block, and they all making money. What about what's that say about the community? Well, our community is divided. Our community is very divided against our our own best interests on a whole lot of other things, uh, alcohol and a whole lot of other issues, education. Our community is just uh, severed. Okay, so we need to, like, um, re-educate the community, re-evaluate, reassess um, our, uh, our values and our system, our priorities and um, who we are in the community because it's not going anywhere as long as people buy it. The stores would disappear if you just didn't go in there and buy it. Absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah, That's so, all I wanted to say. I'll let you get someone else. All right, thank you. Okay, that was an interesting uh, comment about the uh, miss or non-representation by uh, so-called politicians uh, in your district. Because you a lot of uh, substances, toxic substances in your community, uh, they had to go through that politician. He knows, and he could block. He could help you block it, actually, and uh, maybe maybe save a life or someone from a. Uh, Dependency or addiction, or or the consequences of of those things. Um, just going to read some more information about the consequences of alcohol. Um, it says uh, one hundred one thousand eight hundred twenty five students between the ages of eighteen and twenty four died from alcohol related unintentional injuries. Okay, including motor vehicle crashes. Uh, over a quarter million students, a, a quarter of a million students between the ages of 18 and 24 were assaulted by another student who had been drinking. 97,000 students between the ages of 18 and 24 or date rape. Hello? Hello? Okay, so let's wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up again. Uh, simply, as everyone said, we need to find a, a healthy solution. It's in our best interest to seek healthy avenues to address our ills and express our joy. Does the risks outweigh the benefits? Alcohol is the third leading preventable, preventable, preventable cause of death in the United States. How about that? Let's try to prevent uh, alcohol death, alcohol intoxication, dependency, and addiction. Um, I thank every, all the callers who called for the day. I thank uh, Queen Mother for Real Media for, again, allowing me to host the show. I thank the creator for allowing me to be here, period. And I'd like to thank my uh, my parents, too. I forgot that last time I was on here. My father's not here, not with us, but my mom is. Um, 
They raised me well. I went south, but I'm coming back around. Um, again, I'd like to thank everybody for calling. Um, hope to see you next uh, Saturday at 8 uh, when we'll be discussing uh, casual sex. Please uh, feel free to call and um, share your ideas, your opinion, which is very valuable on this uh, show. Again, thank you. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbilly, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news, and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be